This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hi there, it's Kate, your host and author of the book, How to Be a Better Person. This week, we're talking about confrontation and whether and how to get into the things you disagree on with the people you care about. Difference in opinion is nothing new, but in these unique times, we are stumbling into disagreements all over the place, whether or not to wear masks or to send kids back to school or how to call out or call in racist behavior. It's happening between friends and family members and even at the grocery store. With the stakes so high in pretty much every area of life these days, it's easy for things to get heated fast. As a conflict-averse person, I wanted to talk to someone who knows a lot more than I do about how to navigate these intense interactions. And that's why I'm so excited to be talking with Sheila Heen today. Sheila is a lecturer at Harvard Law School, a 20-year member of the Harvard Negotiation Project, and the author of two New York Times bestselling books. Difficult Conversations, and Thanks for the Feedback. She knows how to talk about the tough stuff with other people in a way that leads to understanding. Sheila, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so delighted to join you. I mean, I cannot wait to hear what you have to say because this is honestly a place where I sort of bump up against my limits. So part of the problem with difficult conversations is that it can feel like you switch over into defensive mode and your wits leave you almost immediately. This is how I experience it. Because a lot of difficult conversations aren't planned. They happen when you're in the middle of something else. Is there a framework you can share about how to view disagreements that can help us shift out of that high alert mode? Oh, golly. (laughs) I I wish I had one because that would mean that I was not just defensive and, you know, frustrated a lot of the time. But I do think that that's one of the difficulties, which is that we often are sort of ambushed by difficult conversations, and then we're in reactive mode. Mm-hmm. And so I think in reactive mode, my first instinct is to demonstrate why I'm right about whatever you've just attacked me for, mm-hmm. and to defend myself as a good person. And if I have the wherewithal to catch myself in that stance, then shifting that from I have to persuade you that I'm right about whatever I think is most important to, gosh, let me understand why we maybe see this so differently. If I can actually have that shift to have that as my purpose, then we're much more likely to have an interesting conversation because I can share why I think I'm right, but I'm not pushing you to agree with me. Because of course, then you'll have the instinct to demonstrate that no, you're right, which means that I'm wrong. And, and now we're each defending um, ourselves as good people and, and people who know what they're talking about. So but if I can make that half step to, gosh, I, I wonder why we see this so differently. 
I actually step to a stance of curiosity, and it's also more likely that I can invite you to come with me to that stance. Right. I love that. And I do, I think it is so interesting because there, it is really important. I think that is part of our reaction is that we feel somehow critiqued if somebody has a different opinion than we are because it says something about us. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's interesting The you know, one of the easy examples here is masks, right? And what I was reflecting on the other day is I was sitting on a flight and the guy next to me took off his mask mm. and left it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was sitting there contemplating whether and what to say to him. Mm. I was thinking about the difference between saying, hey, could you put your mask back on? Which totally came out of my assumption, like, if you were a good person, you would not be sitting next to me with your mask off. <laughs> but in doing that, he really hears that condemnation in how I'm seeing him. Like, I am the good person, you are the dumb person, or the stupid person, or the uncaring person. Please correct yourself. And instead, what I said to him eventually, (laughs) after I negotiated with myself, was, hey, don't forget to put your mask back on. Which, the only difference between those two was, I know and I assume that you are a good person and that you've just forgotten, and that's not a big deal. We all forget. And I'm just here to be helpful to you. And, you know, to his credit, he didn't say anything. He just nodded and put it back up. But I do think that that identity thing of like, how am I cast in this little play of ours, this conversation we're having? Am I the good person or the bad person? But if I can cast the other person as also a good person, even if we see this differently, that can make all the difference in the world. Oh, I really like that. That is super helpful. It's like, um, we're both on the same side of this, which just, you know, I think when we remember our connection to each other, then it makes things a lot easier. It does. And good people can still disagree. So that's okay. It'd just be interesting for us to talk about. Right. Well, I'm curious, though. So does your advice change at all if the situation that we're talking about is a friend or a family member who is saying something that is racist, which is something that I have been having a lot of conversations with people talking to me, coming to me about like, what would you do in this situation? And I'm really curious to hear what you would say. Yeah, well, as a white person, which I should just name up front for our listeners, there's, there's a way in which I have the opportunity to say something that might be more likely to be heard, at least to a friend or family member who is also white, which might be, you know, hey, I, that's really interesting if it's true. You know, I used to think that too, or here's what I think I didn't understand until more recently, or here's how I'm thinking about it, or just so you know, what you part of what you just said will definitely get a kind of attention that I think you don't intend. It will have a bad impact, and I know you are well intended. So I, I'm just flagging it for you so you're aware. In all of those situations, I'm basically making an affiliation move toward them. Like, hey, as as your friend or family member, I'm just sharing sort of how my thinking has evolved, and also I'm trying to be helpful to you because I know that you're a good person, and I do think that. The one additional thing I would add is that I think I'm much more aware recently of who else is affected by this, who else is in the room listening, like one of my children Hmm. um, or a colleague of mine who may not feel comfortable speaking up themselves and where I really have a responsibility to be the person who speaks up on their behalf because I want to say something to them as much as I want to say something to the person who has made the comment that is maybe problematic. Right. It sounds like something that is common to 
what you just shared in terms of, you know, here's something that I've learned and this might not be coming across the way you intended is that you have to suspend your judgment. And I mean, judgment of like, I can't believe you just said that. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. Or I can believe that you just said that. And oh gosh, you know, I, I wish you saw it differently or I wish you um, could remember this. So I have family members and some of this is generational by the way, and habit based. So, So when I have family members who refer to people of Asian descent as Orientals, and I have mentioned it to them at least 20 times that like, that's not really a, a term that's used anymore, but they just can't remember because that's how it's like, that was the polite way to say it in their day. Um, and so we're all carrying things that at the time were sort of maybe even at the forefront of thinking, but that no longer um, are heard that way. And, and that's hard. You have three kids. So what do you most want them to know about how to talk to folks about the things that matter most? I think mostly it's to talk about the things that matter most. Um, So part of what's actually been under discussion in our family quite recently has been the importance of at least having the conversation. That when you're upset with someone, when you're frustrated with someone, don't go complain to another family member about it. Like go back to the person. You can vent to somebody else if you need to do that, but don't let that be a substitute for actually going back to the person to have the conversation, whether it's in our our family or the extended family, your friends, and eventually, you know, your work colleagues. And that letting that sit and fester and avoiding the conversation is actually in most cases only going to make it worse. Right. Yeah. I mean, just hearing you say that, I feel such relief of just like, if we all just could have that, find that resolution. It's not that things get tidied up in a bow, right? But it gets out of your head and out into the world where perhaps it can change things for the better as opposed to just fester. Perhaps it can. And also the habits that we learn as kids in our family system, we then take into the world. So if our experience as kids has been that talking about it only escalates it and makes it worse, then I'm definitely not going to raise something, right? Mm. When I'm 30 years old and, you know, relatively junior person on a new team. But if I have the experience of saying, gosh, if I raise it and I raise it with curiosity, like, gosh, I have some thoughts um, and wanted you to be aware of this and I'm interested in what you think then I have the experience that says, gosh, that's likely to be a helpful conversation to have, then I'm more likely to bring it up. And so I feel like I'm, I'm trying to equip my kids, teach them not just to bring it up, but also how to bring things up um, in ways that are, are more likely to spur productive conversations on that front. I've got it. That's awesome. So in terms of imparting wisdom, and this isn't necessarily kid-related, If there's one thing you wish everyone who's listening could remember in those heated moments when something is coming up, what would it be? Maybe that it's normal. I mean, when I, when I work with an organization um, or, or a family or family business that says, gosh, we're struggling with difficult conversations. Part of my reaction is, okay, well, that tells me two things about you. It tells me that you care a lot about what you're doing that you do it as well as possible. And you care a lot about the people you're doing it with, that having conflict and stress 
and friction in those relationships is actually important to you. You're worried about it. And those are two huge assets to have because conflict in human relationships is inevitable. And then the question is just how do we handle it better? Right. So even just listening to this podcast episode. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe. (laughs) And, And to be, and that lets you be true to who you are right? Your podcast is about how to become a better person. And, and that's very aligned with the way I think about it, which is how do I, how do I become a more transparent and authentic person? So that what I say is aligned with what I'm thinking and who I am, and also being willing to be open to learn something new. Um, and, and that alone can make me both more authentic and hopefully a better person <laughs> over time. I love it. Sheila, it's been so great to talk to you. Where can people find you so that they can get more of your great advice? Despite the fact that I did not like my name when I was a kid, <laughs> that name has turned out to be a big asset because if you Google me, Sheila Heen, H-E-E-N, um, you'll find a number of resources. So on our Triad Consulting Group page, there's a nav called Help Yourself, and it has a bunch of free resources for people who are interested. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi, it's Kate. Back to me after talking to Sheila, whose advice I loved so much. Echoed so many of the things that I think about and try and talk about on this podcast, like being curious and losing your judgment or really trying to talk yourself out of judging the other person as the one who's wrong and letting go of the need to be right. But something that she said really stuck out to me. And that was when she was talking about what she wants her kids to take away about having difficult conversations. And that is to make sure they have them. So I know that this isn't a tiny assignment. But I want to challenge you to if there's something that you've been avoiding talking about, or if you find yourself in a situation where somebody says something that makes you know, prickles the hair on the back of your neck a little bit and you feel like you really need to address it. And I just want to be the little angel on your shoulder to say, talk about this. That's the only way that we're going to evolve collectively together is to talk about the things that are hard and that we don't know the answers on. And it's how we all evolve our thinking. And not just, it's not like you're right and you need to lead them. Maybe they're thinking of something and seeing something from a perspective that you're not considering. And even if you don't agree, it's going to help refine your thinking about how to talk about it. So that's it from me this week. This has been a week of episodes dedicated to the theme of Confrontation Nation. So if you missed any of the earlier episodes from this week, they start at episode, oh, let's see, they start at episode 242 go back and listen. I think there's going to be some good stuff in here that's going to help us because Lord knows we've got plenty of tough stuff to talk about. (laughs) And have a great weekend and I'll talk to you next week. When it comes to stamina, it really helps to have something in your toolkit that eases physical and mental tension. That's why I'm excited to be partnering with Therapist Preferred, a growing company that produces a line of premium CBD products made with hemp that's organically grown in the U.S. Whether you use their sports cream for aches and pains, soft gels with melatonin for sleep, or gummies for general anxiety and stress relief, 
Therapist Preferred can help you weather the storm. They even have dog treats. I heard from Robin, a listener who tried the sports cream, and she said, I have tried several topical pain relief creams for lingering knee pain from an injury five months ago. After using Therapist Preferred Premium Sports Cream twice a day, I noticed a difference almost immediately. My knee feels less stiff and the localized pain has lessened. The cream absorbs quickly and a little goes a long way. I love this product. To try it for yourself, visit therapistpreferred.com and use the coupon code Kate Hanley. That's K-A-T-E-H-A-N-L-E-Y, all one word. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 